0: Maybe is the door that God used to come to the world. And this door
1: is already, there's a reference of this door in prophet Ezekiel. There's a prayer, which we all know, um, which comes from the very beginnings. It was copied in the catacombs, it was spread, it was in Syrac. it was in Greek, it was in the local languages of North Africa which is the Subtum Presidium, Mm -hmm. we fly to your patrons the Holy Mother of God. It's considered the oldest prayer to Mary. But you think about it, look at the words, look Mm -hmm. at the Mariology, look at the attitude of absolute trust that the early Church had towards Our Lady.
2: Well, Our Lady herself, when she appeared to
1: St. Bernadette in Lourdes, Mm -hmm. St. Bernadette asked who she was, she said,
2: I am the Immaculate Conception.
1: So if you're trying to argue that um, devotion to Mary is a medieval invention, I've heard that said, Okay. But
0: the conception of Mary, Mary being born of St. Anne and St. Joaquin. When she was born, she was already conceived without original sin. And we could point our, our audience
3: in a beautiful direction, which is a consecration to Our Lady.
1: Welcome to Salve Maria, the podcast of the Heralds of the Gospel.
3: So welcome again to our episode of Salve Maria, the podcast of the Heroes of the Gospel, today dedicated, of course, to Our Lady. Um, As you know, as this program is uh, being uh, published, it's exactly on the eve. of the big Feast of Our Lady, the Immaculate Conception. But before we introduce uh, the panel and everything else, let's greet uh, everyone that is uh, our audience that is watching in YouTube, of course uh, through WhatsApp and the different channels of Friends, um, also Radio Maria Canada, the Catholic voice in your home, uh, big greeting to that audience, and also to those who listen to us in the pure audio format in Spotify, in Apple, podcasts and everywhere you can find podcasts we are also present there. So if you're commuting and if you're traveling these days, well, you know, we are always uh, publishing early the podcast so you can download it. And of course, listen to it whenever you're working or commuting or doing things. But this said, um, of course, again, we have here Father Salomaria, Father Salve Arthur, but well, Father Arthur is always here. I mean, yeah. there's no problem without <laughs> Father Arthur, but we're just saying because we have also today Father Ryan Murphy, Salomaria, Father Ryan.
2: Salomaria, thank you for, for
3: having those me. Who, for those who watched the program before, Father Ryan is a Canadian herald and he is uh, serving in Guatemala in Central America where he is doing missionary work. So, thank you for coming, Father Ryan, again. Well, it's always a pleasure to be here. Father Arturo, what do we do so we have Father <laughs> Ryan more often here? I don't know. We had to reform the studio again, you know, just, just to make sure that, that we can fit everybody. Of course. But we hope Father Ryan could be with us all the time. Of course, of course. And of course, Brother Justin, Salve Maria, Brother Justin. Salve Maria. So, today, I don't know, Reverend Fathers, we are going to talk about the Immaculate Conception, what a beautiful topic, the Maria Nunquam Satis, no, the <laughs> Maria, always out of lady, there's no limits. So, the audience is there, and what do we say? Why, why the Immaculate Conception is so important
0: and so central? Well, for us, of course, our goal is to help people to understand the doctrine of the Church, the teachings of the Church, etc., how to become a better, better um, Catholic, a better faithful, how to believe, more strongly in God, etc. But um, our main um, access is, the, is Mary. And um, you will see that um, we are going to talk about um, Carlina Newman. He has very, very nice comments on, on, on Mary being the door. Hmm? Mary is the door that God used to come to the world. Mm-hmm. And this door is already, there's a reference of this door in the prophet Ezekiel. He speaks about the door the door that that was closed, etc., somebody is going to open it. So it's Mary the door that uh, will open and will bring the Savior to the world. So the Immaculate Conception of Mary is actually a tremendous title also of honor of our Lord Jesus Christ Himself, because He couldn't be born of somebody who had a stain of sin. He couldn't be born of somebody who was not perfect. He had to
2: be uh, born from somebody who was absolutely marvelous. Saint um, Alphonsus Lugori has a beautiful book called um, *The Glories of Mary*, in which he says that God, who is a Creator, he's the only one who had the privilege of choosing of creating his own mother. Right? We don't, That's we right. don't have that privilege. <laughs> Not saying that, you know, I'm sure that uh, everybody's mother is the perfect mother, right? But. And he says that, why would God, who could create his own mother, instead of the queen, choose a slave? Instead of an enemy of God, uh, instead of a friend of God, choose an enemy of God. Uh, Instead of, uh, and he goes, you know, a whole bunch of examples. So that's why, you know, being able, having the possibility of choosing the best of all mothers, of creating the best of all mothers, God didn't hold back. You know, he's he, everything that he could do, he, he yeah. elaborated it.
1: In the um, philosophical way of looking at the existence of God, we use one of the arguments by Leibniz about the best of all worlds. And his argument is that we live in the best of all worlds. If that be true, God, who is all powerful, who is all present, why would he have chosen a defective element? to allow himself to be born through. This is not the way in which Our Lady was ever thought about until we arrive in the 1800s with the great revival in the Protestant world, in which basically was this radical equality in which every person was a sinner because I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner, therefore Mary's a sinner, and I guess in, in, in certain radical Protestant groups, our Lord Jesus Christ. Is also kind of not perfect, not exactly. so perfect.
0: Well, some theologians today say know that oh, yes. Lord Jesus Christ did some these things wrong, and then then he kind of uh, repented, etc. Well, that
1: would be an Aryan, Aryan heresy, <laughs> absolutely. Um, there was an interesting one which is, comes from the Council of Ephesus, in which um, that was when Nestorius was was attacking Our Lady the devotion to Our Lady, and in that council it comes up that the hedge that protects the Christological a mystery, is the hedge of Our Lady. And once the hedge of Our Lady is destroyed, our Lord becomes exposed, hmm. the very person. All the heresies that have to do with our Lord's person mm-hmm. have as a primary purpose. The first step is a disdain for Our Lady. Of course, so
0: a, a distortion of who she was. Oh, absolutely, Because actually, in a certain sense, huh, human speaking, she's the origin from where our Lord comes. So if you want to criticize the Lord
1: Jesus Christ and where he comes from, you have to criticize Mary. No? I, I find another point that's fr- pretty interesting when you meet these type of, of very basic Protestant, that that, that type you've met. Um, they say, where in the Bible does it say that about Our Lady? The only things that talk about Our Lady are beautiful. Um, you have the Annunciation. If, if anything exactly. can be more beautiful than the Annunciation, an angel who comes to her and asks her permission on behalf of God And she says, yes, everything is beautiful. Beautiful. Where do you get your idea that she is some faulty, useless creature? Our Lord even said, you know,
2: you can judge um, a tree by its fruit.
1: Oh, and her fruit was one.
2: The fruits of thy thy womb, right? Which is our Lord Jesus Christ. So if he is the fruit of her womb, who is she, right?
1: Of course. She is called blessed among women. That's impressive. All women...
2: All generations, all generations.
1: So, and if you have an objection, where does that put you? Even Luther praised Our Lady. Yeah, true. I didn't want to quote that, but I was like, (laughs) it's true.
0: And I think he believed in the Immaculate Conception.
3: He
1: did! You he did. was actually you one of the ones who did.
3: But yeah. for, the, for the Catholics that are not informed eventually, and you know, they didn't have time to research, or, or you know, we always listen about the mm. Immaculate Conception. Yes, Our Lady is virginal, Our Lady is most pure and so on. But why did the Church need to define this? And what makes, um, in, from the point of view of devotion to Our Lady, what makes so special the fact that her conception is Immaculate?
0: I think that, um, first of all, the Church, since the beginning, thought very well about Mary. And the idea of her being uh, without sin was completely pacific. I mean, everybody uh, agreed with that. Hmm?
1: The Church only declares dogmas when it's attacked. Exactly. And the fact that no one attacked it that point. No one attacked yeah, sure. Augustine talks about it in his works, and it, it Talks about it as though it's a common and passing element. It isn't exactly something that's, it's sort of like saying, Our Lord was born in Bethlehem, correct? Yeah, okay, (laughs) we'll continue, right? There's Mm -hmm. no objection. So we're not, there's not a necessity for declaration of dogma. You
0: know, know? already in 1420, a king of Portugal, John the uh, the, the Fourth, he consecrated or dedicated uh, his kingdom to Mary as immaculate. And she, Mary, Immaculate Conception, became the patron of, uh, of Portugal at that time. But there were already churches dedicated to, uh, to, to Mary as, uh, as Immaculate, w- way before the declaration of the dogma.
1: But you also have in the writings of St. John of the Cross, of St. Uh, Teresa of Avila, and many other Spanish, particularly Spanish writers, um, doctors of the church, what have you, uh, expounding and, and, and talking in the most beautiful ways about this very point.
2: Well, Our Lady herself, when she appeared to St. Bernadette in Lourdes, mm-hmm. St. Bernadette asked who she was, she said, I am the Immaculate Conception. Something that St. Sh- Bernadette didn't grasp, she didn't understand when she, understand when when she was asked, it. when she was questioned about it, she said, no, she just said to me that she is the Immaculate Conception. So it's something that is revealed by Our Lady
1: mm-hmm. herself. But why did the church need to do it? And that was because of a very, very liberal uh, motion coming through <coughs> the church from the Protestants, which denied and that's why that's that's the point that resistance it was important that the church defend this particular quality of privilege of our lady and it had to be done
3: but the yes. immaculate conception means that our lady is conceived without original sin
0: that yes, that's very important. The original sin wasn't removed. Or, so can we go a little bit more into that? That's extremely imp- uh, important to understand that uh, it's the conception of Mary, not, not of Jesus. Yes, because some people get Many confused. People mm-hmm. Many confused. People really confused yeah. So we're talking about the conception of Mary. Mary being born of St. Anne and St. Joachim. When she was born, she was already conceived without original
2: sin. Without it wasn't like St. John the Baptist? many say that when he, when he heard the words of Our Lady, that that was the moment when he was purified of original sin. So he was born without original yeah. sin, but he was purified in the womb. But so, even, so he was conceived in original that, sin.
1: Even that story is very important because we have Our Lady's words, but Our Lord's presence. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that takes away original sin. Okay. Right? If Our Lady was not important, Our Lord's mere presence would have done everything. Her voice, remember, St. Elizabeth says, when your voice arrived at my ears, then the child in my womb leapt for joy. It wasn't the other way around.
0: It was the words of Mary that purified John. Because she was immaculate. Absolutely. uh,
1: And I think that goes very well with your questionnaire of mm -hmm. being the door, Mm -hmm. the door of that grace.
0: It's not that, that, that we uh, believe in the Immaculate Conception because the dogma has, dec- uh, has, has been declared. No, it's the other way around. The dogma has been declared because of everybody believed already. The Church be- was believing, the faithful were believing that Mary was
2: conceived with The Church wasn't concept. imposing. That's Sometimes they say like, the Church important. imposes dogmas. No, the Church no. is merely um, sealing what is popular piety, mm-hmm. right? And I think right. it's
1: points of, of belief that is, are held by the Church that are being attacked. Right, So the, the position of the church is to solidify, guide, and direct the church, not to impose.
3: But the notion that Our Lady is conceived without original sin is also very important because she is a human being, mm-hmm. and that has a repercussion for each and every one of us who also are human beings.
1: But, I mean, our Lord mm. was born without original sin in of His course. humanity, obviously. Obviously. Um... And this is—I know this is a silly way of putting it—but um, come with me a little bit. Um, Adam and Eve were born without original sin. Yes, they committed the sin, but they didn't have it originally. No. So when the argument is that no one can be, it really is—it's limiting God. So God can do all things except for, you know, pardoning someone of original sin.
0: The argument that was used in a certain time in the Middle Ages against the dogma of the Immaculate Conception was that uh, our Lord Jesus Christ died for the remission of sin of everyone, He is the Redeemer of everyone. Mary is one, therefore she was redeemed, she has it. But then, this Scottish, Franciscan, John yes, he comes and he says, um, no, wait a minute, it is true that our Lord Jesus Christ is the Redeemer of everybody. It is true that Mary is a human being, so it is true that she also needs a redemption. But, in her case, God did it differently. She was redeemed before conception. <laughs> she was redeemed before in consideration of the merits of our Lord Jesus Christ. She was redeemed.
1: I heard uh, a, the, uh, a theologian um, from Notre Dame, he tweaked it a little bit on Don Scottis' concept, which is kind of interesting. He said that the crucifixion of our Lord Jesus Christ, the passion of our Lord was such an event that it marked time and since time is a creature of God, it kind of imprinted itself on time. Beautiful. So the merits of the crucifixion of our Lord Jesus Christ were applied first to Mary. Beautiful. Because so for God,
3: everything is present. Yes. So yes, exactly. He it.
1: God is, again, God he is, is above powerful. Time. God is all-powerful. Exactly. It isn't like we can sit here and say, well, that God can't do. Uh, this then he is what? He's basically an Aryan God. He's He has What's limits on what he can do.
0: And you know, he, uh Jesus Christ, um, when he was still on earth during his uh, 33 years, he forgot the sins of many people. Mm-hmm. And he, had, he hadn't he uh, had yet died on the cross. So he, God, he, he wasn't allowed to do it. <laughs> not permitted.
1: <How> about <laughs> but this? he did How about the good thief? <laughs> How about the good thief? Mm-hmm. Right, or the, at that point, he was a bad thief still. But um, our Lord says, "This very day, you'll be in paradise." For the gates of heaven were, by mandate of the Father, were closed. closed yeah. So he was lying.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's completely ridiculous. So
1: that's a ridiculous yeah. point. But I mean, but I'm saying that's the problem. A lot of the arguments that are made against Our Lady are based on this point that God can't do it. Or the, I, the most ridiculous I've ever heard was someone saying, "Well, why her? Why not me?" Well. you want to slap a person like that but this was supposedly some serious individual
0: oh well, there's no comparison huh?
1: <laughs> I, I, well, unfortunately this individual <laughs> believes there is something very beautiful that also says the saint
2: alphonsus maria and, and ligorio going back to the glory of mary he said that god who is the one who is the lawgiver right he's the one who gave the ten commandments now god is the one who gave the ten commandments obviously He's the one who protects it. He's the one who wants it to be implemented. So if he did not, you know, you have the fourth commandment, honor father and mother, wish the Mm -hmm. best for, for, you know, your parents and that, he had to obviously wish the best, do the best he could for his his parents, for his mother. So by being conceived without original sin, he was fulfilling in the best way possible. The fourth, fourth command. commandment. Beautiful. Beautiful <laughs> argument, yes. There we go. Beautiful. <laughs> Excellent. I never heard this
0: before. Excellent. Beautiful. So you see, you have to tune up to the podcast so because... This applies to Mary, we are talking today, but also to Joseph. Yes. Yeah, of course. We're going to talk about this another another moment. Oh, no, no. Okay. Okay.
1: Of Mary, you can never be exhausted in mm. the conversational points, but I, I have a feeling that St. Joseph has something similar.
3: Mm.
0: Yes. Yes.
3: So when we talk about the Immaculate Conception, now we have an intercessor, because our lady is of course no in the intercessor for each and every one of us, and she's conceived without original sin. But she understands also that we are conceived with original sin. No? And that's probably what the church wants to to point out so that we have our lady as someone who is going to be our shield, our refuge, um, the point of, of reference for each and every one of us. No? There and
2: is the p- sorry. The, the, one of the, the prayers, I don't know if it's a prayer after communion of the uh, of, of the eighth, it says that right. She, Our Lady, is in heaven immaculate, but she is our, you know, uh, the one who is interceding for us, knowing the miseries that the the difficulties that we have to go through. Uh, she's obviously aware of that, and so she's interceding for us in the position that she has, being uh, immaculate. That's
1: beautiful. There's a, a prayer which we all know. Um, which comes from the very beginnings. It, w- it was it was, copied in the catacombs, it was spread, it was in Syrac. it was in Greek, it was in the local languages of North Africa, which is the Subtum mm-hmm. Presidium, we fly to your patrons the Holy Mother of God. It's considered the oldest prayer to Mary. Yeah. But you think about yeah, it, look at the words, look mm-hmm. at the Mariology, look at the attitude of absolute trust that the early Church had towards Our Lady. Right, so if you're trying to argue that Uh, Devotion to Mary is a medieval invention. I've heard that said. Okay, so I mean, (laughs) um, Mm -hmm. we look at that prayer, right? It's oh, it's only one prayer, but it was one prayer that was spread throughout the whole Mediterranean basin. Absolutely, absolutely. Which means it was prayed by a lot of people. Right. It wasn't a, a certain group, or it wasn't a niche group, or, you
3: know... And your, your patron Saint Brother Justin, no? Oh. <laughs> Saint Justin Martyr, mm-hmm. he goes and writes in the year 150 that we have devotion to Our Lady, and he confirms everything of course. as well. No? Mm, of course
1: and he tries to explain it to them, saying, that she is not a goddess. She is the mother of God.
0: Beautiful. But he's trying to explain it. because As humanity was born from Adam and Eve, and Eve is the the mother that her name comes from. She she is the mother of all human beings. Mm -hmm. But she committed original sin, and therefore humanity that was born from her is a humanity with sin. But there is another humanity that is born from somebody who has no sin, and this is Mary. So Mary is the new Eve that opens a new humanity without sin. How? But for her, adopting her children as part of her, if you are a son of Mary, uh, spiritually speaking, and Mary has no sin, therefore you also, in that sense, you have no sin. And we could point
3: our, our audience in a beautiful direction, which is a consecration to Our Lady. Father Ryan, you are in the in the, in the Spanish-speaking world. Uh, we also work here in the English-speaking world, and yes. we have how many millions so far that have done the consecration online yeah, no uh, to Our Lady. You know, so wow, what a maybe nice epilogue for this program to point people out towards the total consecration to Our Lady according to
0: Saint Louis de Montfort. So, fathers, can we can we say something about that? Of course, that's the best wish that we can have. The best wish of Santa Maria Pospka is to consecrate yourself to the Immaculate Conception, to marry as the Immaculate Conception, and therefore something of this Immaculate Being, of this Immaculate Spirit, will come into you, and you will be another person, you will change, because you are going to be uh, the, uh, the son of somebody who is extraordinary. And in that sense, you are going to be m- much more the brother of our Lord Jesus Christ.
2: It's the ardent desire of the Salva Maria podcast, but it's the ardent desire of our Lord as well, right? As you mentioned in the beginning, God, St. Louis de Montfort uh, mentions that, that you know God didn't need Mary, but He chose Mary to come to us. And so He chooses Mary for us to be able to go to Him as well. And no, there's no other better way to get to her than with the, doing the consecration.
0: And as so. you, you know, the, uh, the, the new Archbishop of Toronto, he, in his uh, coat of arms, he has
2: that beautiful phrase of Mary
0: at the wedding of Cana, uh, do whatever he tells you to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he mentions that uh, this is the last words that are recorded in Scripture sen- said by Mary. And in that sense, is her last will. <laughs> oh, wow. <well, yeah>, exactly. <laughs> because it's the last word that she said do whatever he tells you to do. This, this is the last will mm-hmm. of Mary for each one of us. Mm-hmm. So, taking Mary as our mother, we are imitating the Lord Jesus Christ to the best.
2: And, and it's speaking of coat of arms, the, the what uh, St. John Paul II chose for his emblem was totus tuus, which comes from St. Louis de Montfort, also. which is all, everything is yours. It's all yours. So.
0: And so we have to be, right? All hers So the best thing that you can do uh, on the 8th of December, celebrating the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, is consecrating yourself to Mary and asking her to be your mother and for you also to participate of, of, of this uh, non-sin conception. But as Father Ryan was mentioning, Father Arthur, no, uh, you have dogmas. Bec-
3: it's not that the church is imposing it. So they say, oh, there is a problem, so now we just create a dogma, so we oblige everybody to believe. Uh, and no, it's the opposite. Is that everybody believes in it, and then the church officializes with a dogma. So um, regarding our lady, uh, Father Arthur, how do we mm, help our, our audience also to have a little bit more of a broader understanding? On the dogmas of the Church
0: regarding Our Lady. Of course, there, there are many truths that we can mention about Mary, but some of them have become dogmas. It means that something that you have to believe uh, in order to consider yourself uh, a full member of the Church. Hmm? So you're not, you are not Catholic if you don't believe. It. If you don't no, believe in one so of that. this, you're not. You're not. Uh, you're, not a, you're not Catholic. You're. You're, no. you're, um, you're. Let's say a heretic or. You know, you're confused or, 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 <laughs> or what you are but or lapse, you know, or whatever so we have four marian dogmas mm. and let's go through them very quickly in in order chronologically speaking and the first one is mary mother of god this is uh, in ephesus in 431 in a council that the church uh, by vox populi and uh, by inspiration of the holy spirit the Pope has declared that Mary is the mother of God. This, and and from this title actually, all the other um, truths that we can say of Mary come from there. The fact that she is the mother of God. This is the highest title that anyone can have. No, there's no uh, title that, that you can imagine that is more than this. So this is the, the dogma of uh, in Greek it was Theococus, mother of God. Then you have the dogma of Mary being ever virgin, that she mm-hmm. is a virgin. The scriptures, they, they speak about her as a virgin, uh, the Messiah was going to be born of a virgin, etc. And that's very specific, no Father, before, during and after the birth of Jesus. Absolutely, exactly. Total virginity of her. And this comes from the Council of uh,
1: uh, Latran in
0: 649. What's important
1: is that these are early councils. Yeah. Very early councils. Again, I'm, I'm going back to that one point that they try to say that the devotion to Mary is a medieval invention. No, way before. We're talking Ephesus, mm-hmm. you talk the Lateran, very early uh, councils. And both of them are accepted not only in the Catholic Church but also in the Orthodox.
0: Oh, yes, yeah. oh, absolutely. Because mm. these are the
1: ecumenical councils which are accepted by both uh, lungs of the Church. In,
0: in the East the Church uh, always believed that Mary was uh, was oh, yeah. Immaculate. Always believed. Mm-hmm. Now, but there's uh, something very interesting that uh, in the Council of Trent, mm-hmm. they uh, they didn't declare the Immaculate Conception of Mary but they, they uh, declared that Mary was free of any mortal sin, of any sin actually. M- Mary was free during all her life of uh, any sin. She mm-hmm. was with no sin um, during her life. So, she's a virgin, consul of uh, Lateran then the Immaculate Conception, 1854, by uh, Pope Pio IX. And then we have the dogma of the Assumption. So Mary is going to go up to heaven in body and soul. Uh, it's only our Lord Jesus Christ who went up to heaven in body and soul. And uh, that is uh, reported in, in, the, in the scriptures. But uh, then also Mary was, and it has been defined as something inspired by the Holy Spirit, that Mary also was um, uh, was taken into heaven in body and soul, and that was by Pope Pius XII in 1950. He declared this uh, dogma of the Assumption of Mary, because uh, uh, as she had no original sin, she couldn't Die and deteriorate because uh, death
1: is a consequence of original sin. Hmm? The terminology that's used in that uh, dogma is our lady fell asleep in the Lord. Exactly. She didn't die. And that's a very beautiful way of putting it because the Eastern Church tends to use the Dormition of Mary instead of the Assumption. So what he did was he merged the two traditions into one dogma
0: and also they, they use the terminology of, at the end of her earthly, earthly life. life. So she had an earthly life, at the end of the earthly life, she went up to heaven. There's no mention of, of, uh, of any death. Hmm. But of course, she couldn't deteriorate, even if she would die, let's say, somehow, hmm, be, uh, in, because maybe she wanted to imitate the Lord Jesus Christ, even on this, that of course, the Lord Jesus Christ, had no original sin so also he, he he couldn't die he died because he will he he desired to die so maybe also maybe she also wanted to imitate the lord jesus christ and she wanted to die or maybe she just uh kind of fall asleep and uh, uh on her uh, at the end of her earthly life and then she was taken into heaven in body and soul uh, so those are the um the, the four dogmas hmm? I call the the Marian dogmas are very, very, very important. We need to um, uh, to know them very well, and uh, uh, understand that this is one of the characteristics of Mary. But there are many more. There are many others. hmm? Mary is somebody who has uh, virtues and, and and qualities that are possible to I think there, to are, there are a
2: lot of mysteries a lot of aspects of Our Lady that are reserved for the reign of Mary as well right of course Where right now we're only scratching the surface of what we know and uh, of uh, of Our Lady and many more marvels await us her participation in the redemption
0: hmm? mm-hmm. all the the doctrine of the co-redemptor of humanity because she participated she accepted that her son will die for us
2: and her son belonged to her so she, she, uh, she accepted this. It's hmm. something beautiful that kind of taken what you were saying there. Monsieur Jean s- uh, says in, in the book that he wrote, uh, published uh, uh, Our Lady, um, Mary Most Holy, The Paradise of God Revealed to Man, it's, uh, in which he says in volume two, that why was Our Lady, as we sing or as we pray in this Stabat Mater, no? Why is the lady standing by the foot of the cross? Why wasn't she kneeling? Why wasn't she lying prostrate before the cross in an, in an act of reparation or supplication? Why was she standing? Because by standing beside the cross, she was participating in the passion of our Lord. She wasn't observing what she was. She was with our Lord in the sufferings that, that he was. And it's you know very beautiful that it, it was an active participation of her. And also by standing by the cross she was also the target of so much hatred of you know, being the mother of a crucified criminal and by standing she was agreeing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because of course. who
0: stands by is because he she agrees in a certain sense I mean, in, in supports in, 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 she, she supports and she she participates in this she uh, um, it's, it's something, it's something very beautiful fantastic. in, in the
2: book as well. Is, is that um, I don't know if he's if he's quoting someone. I don't have the book with me right now, but or if he wrote this that he said by suffering the humiliation, being despised, the most despicable of all mothers, because she's a mother of, of, of a criminal, of a, of a crucified uh, man, that she was purchasing graces for all those who, during history, would be persecuted for standing up. For our Lord, who prefer, uh for keeping the faith. In
1: the Old Testament, there was a curse for anyone who hung, who died on the tree. Yeah, so our Lord yeah. was cursed by the Old Testament by being crucified.
0: But he was glorified by the New Testament because exactly. he completes the Old Testament. Exactly, it's uh, and it, it happens through Mary. So, asking the intercession of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Uh, Mary, immaculate, Mary, without original sin, we're going to ask for Lord Jesus Christ the blessing for all of you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks.
2: Thanks. Thanks be to God.